Welcome to our IDS Talks podcast. Uh, once again, it's Transatlantic Tea Time with my colleagues, Dan Ruprick and Tim LaTulip. Um, gentlemen, good afternoon. Good Hi, afternoon. I, I use the term gentlemen loosely, um, <laughs> but that's only, that's only because uh, I notice uh, by my very good hearing you've got some skateboarders in the background and we know that all skateboarders are bad news, which probably yeah. Tim, you were a skateboarder as a youth, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. You hit that one. You hit that on the head. Uh, and I probably wasn't any better than these kids sort of hopping around. We were just talking about that actually. Uh, it's good. It's ah. good to see it's still a thing though. I think yo-yos will be back next before we know it. Uh, I, that's, I, I want to go to my school speed. jacks. <laughs> I want to go to the Jacks where you go from onesies to the tensies. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, good. Good good to see you guys. Uh, first, I, I, I've got to ask. It looks like you are in the same location. True we or are, false? Uh, at, a socially distanced, uh, at a socially uh, acceptable distance to, yeah. to our restraining orders against each other. Yeah, I have to be I have to be ten meters away from Dan all of the time, which I which yeah. I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a wonderful thing to have in place. <laughs> very very frightening. Uh, so I we're shooting this earlier in the day for here on the East Coast. So uh, I feel good that we've called this our transatlantic tea time, which makes a lot of sense for you guys since you're five hours ahead usually. But I actually have my cup here with me, so I feel you know a little more legit today. Um, there you go. Let's let's start with this question, because uh, we just came off of Memorial Day here in the U.S., which actually was a bank holiday over there for you guys. I should know the answer to this, but please, what is the deal with bank holidays? They make no sense to me. So can you give me the quick overview on bank holidays? I'll, I'll take the first step and I'll let uh, I'll let Dan fill in the pieces. But essentially, I mean, a bank holiday is just uh, an English colloquialism for a, a federal sort of national holiday. It's when you're not on uh, your your bank's closed, your post office is closed. Most offices are closed unless you're a restaurant or pub or you know that kind of thing. And um, there's about on it varies by year, but there's usually seven or eight of them every year. That are, that are observed or, or kind of practiced. Uh, and in the U.S., you guys have more like nine of them. So there's actually more of them in the U.S. So for, for you naysayers, you guys actually have more time off uh, in, in the U.S. But the uh, the bank holiday we just had isn't actually affiliated with anything. I think it might have some old Pentecostal religious thing associated with it, but it's actually just a day off to enjoy the sun. Uh, it's the first time we've actually seen the sun in probably five months, which is why we're all kind of basting in it right now. Uh, but I hope I hope you had a good Memorial Day back in the back in the states, Jonathan. Our, you know, the weather here on the East Coast was really not good. Uh, it was you know in the fifties and raining. Uh, much of the weekend until maybe Monday afternoon. Although, Tim, I, I did get to go to Lime Rock Racetrack and I saw the Trans Am Series race. Uh, so that was that was always fun. It's a great little track, a mile and a half. Um, that's what I had to do when there was no there was no F1 to watch on Sunday. So I had to. Um, I watched Dan. the uh, I watched the Le Mans 66 over the weekend, the movie, which is a great movie, by the way. You should check it out. Oh, I'll have to. All right. So so we've determined you're at the same location, socially yep. distanced or court ordered distanced away from each other. We'll, we'll let the viewers decide. But uh, where where are you? What building is this uh, 
that the two of you are uh, so gloriously standing in front of. So uh, right behind us is one of the most iconic buildings in, in London and, and one of my favorite buildings in the world, actually, which is uh, St. Paul's Cathedral. Um, and it's, you know, very central in London. It's, you know, a couple of blocks away from our offices. So it's, it's a, a great stroll and, and have lunch and, and meet with, with, with friends and clients and uh, sort of get outside and experience London. And uh, if you if you don't know St. Paul's, I mean St. Paul's is is an iconic church here here in in the UK and in and in London proper. Um, and there's actually some interesting stories behind it as well. I mean, uh, you know, there 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 were laws in place that I think still remain in place where um, certain areas of London cannot be built higher than the dome at St. Paul's Cathedral. Um, and the, the, the idea is, is that you should be able to see St. Paul's as a landmark coming from all directions as you enter into London. Um, it's quite historical. It's been in place for, for hundreds of years. And, and again, it's always seen as, as this sort of central iconic uh, you know, location for, for the city. And one of my favorite stories around it is actually, if you've ever heard of um, the, the saying, steal from Peter to pay Paul, have you heard that before? Taking yeah. from Peter to, to, to pay Paul. That actually is derived from the building of St. Paul's Cathedral. There's another cathedral closer to um, the, the parliament called St. Peter's. And they would steal from the, the gatherings at St. Peter's to pay for Paul, uh, to, to, to build St. Paul's. So that's where the saying, uh, take from Peter to, to pay, Paul, pay for Paul comes from. Interesting. Look at that. I also just I also just showed you a bit. Um, I couldn't flip it easily, but you can see one of my old office buildings at Cheese Grater. You can Google it if you want. But these buildings have very funny shapes. One because it's kind of an iconic, an iconic London thing to do. Have sort of ugly looking skyscrapers. But they can't build a normal building here. No, they can't. But I'm also I'm also told that they have to be designed that way, so you can still see um, St Paul's Cathedral for certain directions uh you can't you can't engineer something that uh obstructs the view interesting i did not know that there are definitely cities that will have rules that you know this building has to be the highest cannot be taller yeah. than that um well it's like that in dc right you can't be taller than the Capitol or taller than the washington monument something like that in, in dc i don't know dan i'm in jersey we do whatever we want in jersey come on <laughs> yeah um, so let's, uh, I, I feel like every time we talk, I, I get the mandatory COVID update from you guys. And so curious in terms of, um, restrictions being lifted. I mean, there are a lot of people out right now. Neither of you are wearing masks, but that's kind of helpful because it would be a little difficult to hear you through a mask, but what's the latest over there? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let Dan chime in, but things are on the up and up. I mean, not, not dissimilar to, I assume, select. Uh, states in the U.S. where, you know, incidents are quite low and, and, and vaccinations quite high. It's just a good, uh, it's a good tempo around here. You can see a lot of people kind of being comfortable but cautious. I, I wouldn't say it's anywhere near over. People, so, we're still going to have to be cautious through the summer, but um, we've got a fantastic vaccine program, uh, as, as you've probably seen in the news and hear from us. So it's making our uh, commitment to returning to a, a version of normal much, much more pronounced. Uh, we, we certainly feel good about it. We, we wear masks kind of when we're confined in small spaces in the office, or you're in a taxi or whatever. But if you're out and about, it's uh, it's deemed you know quite safe to 
you know, not have to cover up. Dan, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts on how this is all going? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going in the right direction. I mean, the good thing is, is that everyone is being sort of tentative and, and sort of leaving their basements and, and very cautious, you know, everyone's staying sort of in and amongst their known groups. Um, even for us, uh, you know, we, we are meeting a few clients and a few friends, um, but it's very selective at this stage. It's, it's people that, that you know really well and, and, uh, and are sort of part of your bubble to begin with. So, so I think the good thing is, is that even though we're reaching some level of normalcy, uh, it, it is a very tentative, cautious normalcy, which is really what you want at this stage. Uh, you know, don't want to turn back the clocks on all the progress we've had over the last several months. Uh, so everybody is really almost scared straight. You know, we're going to do it the right way because we know what what could go wrong very quickly. So that's the good news: is, is that we're out and we're about, but we're we're also very careful. Good. It, I, I do have to say though, it sounds like you're in a hurricane. I, the the uh, your your wind. It's it's uh, you look great in the wind, but I expect to see you know. Tim holding onto a, a signpost with his legs in the. We are we're, we're sort of in a draft, if you can see behind. So off in the distance there, you can see the Tate Museum, and uh, that is essentially the Thames River over there. So they've created this corridor where you can see again St. Paul's Cathedral from one of the most famous uh, museums in all the world, the, the Tate. And uh, again, it creates a bit of a draft coming through here. So yeah, I was muting myself a little bit because I started hearing uh, a bit of that, uh, of the backdraft. Well, and, and we, we, the three of us know our production team would tell us we're breaking all of the video and audio rules by doing this outdoors, but we don't yeah, like but it's authentic. Rules. It's raw, it's raw and authentic. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I think that it's, uh, we call it organic. That's the uh, industry lingo on that one. It's organic. Uh, and the Got best it. part, by the way, of what Tim said is, you know, some, some, we're getting back to normal. And I would argue that there are people out there who would say none of the three of us were ever normal. So if, uh, if this helps me get closer to normal, eh, not so bad. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on this topic of, of, you know, normal, you know, it's been 15 months since we've really met with clients, met with prospects, gone to conferences, participated in speaking events and whatnot. Uh, I do know, you know, they've been doing it virtually, but as you know, we start to emerge, we're going to see more and more, I think, uh, hybrid models or in-person models. But uh, I was curious to find out from the two of you, um, are you seeing the same thing over there? And are you participating in any upcoming such events? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Um, we, we are definitely seeing the same, the, the same sort of um, uptick in, in sort of these hybrid uh, sort of conferences or events or, or roundtables um, that, that still remain virtual. I think, you know, there's, there's no real uh, rush to get into a small, you know, room with a bunch of people, or even a conference hall with a bunch of people. So, so I think in the near future, we're we're still seeing a bit of the the hybrid model, if not more leaning to to the 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 webcast kind of virtual uh, events that we've seen over the last year. Uh, we continue to to participate uh, on many of these um, and and do so with 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 uh, quite a bit of gusto. We do we 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 feel that we're 
we really have some some important topics to cover, and and uh, in particular, as as we you know work to move out of the remote world that we've been in, or or try and figure out best ways to combine the remote world and and the office world uh, that we're now moving back into. Um, we, we find it's important uh, for us in particular at IDS to, to really showcase how we've sort of been doing this all along. Uh, it's just an extension uh, extension of, of our, our best business practice that, that goes back years, not just uh, during a, a time of pandemic. And because of that, there are certain ways that, that we operate that, that lend themselves to this more remote work. Um, and we're actually joining an event uh, coming up in a couple of we uh, weeks on July 16th uh, with Alternative Insights. Um, and we'll be discussing sort of information governance uh, and, and really how well you know your environments in a, a sort of post-COVID environment. We, we all uh, spend a lot of effort trying to, to get to grips with our data and how it's stored. In, in sort of the four corners of our of our network and, and our network environments at the corporation. But now that people are working from home and they're going to be doing so for this foreseeable future, how do we sort of incorporate that that uh, remote uh, governance aspect of it? How do we collect from those govern uh, from, from those dispersed areas? And and then in particular, uh, we're we're sort of focusing in on sort of the real. Uh, aspects of it or the reality of it uh, when certain issues arise such as uh, data subject access requests or DSARs, uh, which are likely to become more prevalent over the coming months. Uh, how do we how do we operate in that world? So it should be a great event, um, one that we're speaking on with, with a couple other panelists and, and, and very excited about. Um, and I also know Tim's uh, speaking at a, a, a very uh, reputable event coming up. I'll, I'll kick it over to you, Tim, to, to cover that. Yeah, sure. I, I was going to add to that. Thanks, Dan. I, it's, it's, um, it's beyond me why they invited me to speak at this particular event, given that it holds such high esteem in the market. But it's, it's, um, it's, it's the Employment uh, Lawyers Association, or, or ELA. Um, and uh, most, most of our friends and contacts and their networks are, are likely ELA members. So we, we will see some familiar faces. That too will be webcasts. It's, it's too early in the year to kind of go back to a you know, proper sit indoors, have a sandwich and coffee table outside the, the theater sort of uh, arrangement. But I, I think because of that, more people will be able to attend some of these events because they won't have to factor in the getting up early, getting on the train, you know, time away from their office. There's a lot of benefits to it. But this particular event is on the 9th of June, and a lot of the topics are, are rather similar to what, what Dan was just talking about. Um, the, the sort of uh, how do we identify and mitigate the risk now that we've seen more of it, let's say, uh, over the last 15 months? What issues are sort of uh, present and will be continually painful or challenging as people continue to work from home or work from anywhere? Uh, as some people are saying it. Some people might want to go to a cafe or shared workspace rather than all the way into an office. Uh, but the fact remains that companies feel a little bit of anxiety and, and, and stress that their assets and their information are effectively on laptops and tablets outside of their building. They're in people's living rooms, that they're all over the place. So there's certainly an information governance component to it, cyber cybersecurity and, 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 and the, um, the bits that Robert Kirtley's group sort of consult on are, are definitely uh, of critical importance moving forward. Uh, and, and just and, and what really sort of concerns some of the employment law practitioners and the ELA group will largely be uh, 
um, external lawyers, whereas the alternative events uh, uh, piece uh, later in June is going to be mostly an in-house contingent. So similar topics, different different audiences, but the, the, a lot of their concerns uh, kind of marry up in the fact that they're they're worried about employee monitoring, whether they're doing it intentionally or unintentionally. This sort of work from home, keeping everyone synced up with teams and webcams on all the time, you know, beyond the sort of KPI measuring of employees, are they being watched in a way that, that violates their rights, depending on their jurisdiction they're in? Uh, if something pops off, there's a legitimate need for an investigation into X, Y, or Z. Is it the theft of data, breach of covenants, you know, that, you know, breaching of staff? things that contentious employment lawyers tend to deal with how much more painful is this while people are in their flats or their homes versus being in the office to deal with it um and the answer is it's, it's always going to be more difficult uh but it's good to have the community talk it out because we as a team have dealt with this for years pre-pandemic just for you know economic uh purposes of economic sensibilities just not putting people on trains and planes to go you know get a phone or a laptop collected so we've had workarounds for this kind of thing for some time uh, and, it, and it's good to sort of bring that experience to bear in the the, the newer framework. Uh, let me ask you guys this question. Do you anticipate additional challenges uh, since people are working from home? Perhaps you're working on your laptop and your son or daughter or spouse, significant other friend comes over and says, oh, I just need to log on for five minutes. I just need to go do this for five minutes. And now your work device is being used, not just for a personal reason, perhaps within your family, but even outside of your family. Um, you know, is this something that employers are thinking about, should be thinking about? Something that's gonna be addressed at these conferences? Yeah, absolutely, all of all of the above. I think that, uh, you know, we've, we've spoken about this um, ad nauseum for, for years uh, when, when advising corporates on on uh, best practices and and uh, you, you know bring your own device policies uh, have always been a, a source of contention in, in large-scale investigations and and those lines have been blurring for 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 quite some time now. I mean, I, I know you know in particular on some of the large-scale investigations that that I've worked on over the years uh, in the antitrust competition space. Uh, you know, a lot of activity. Uh, especially in sort of cartel or abuse cases, uh, ha have happened in in chat rooms and and uh, through your device, handheld devices. And um, the reality is, is you know, for a number of years now, people have been using their smartphones for both work and uh, personal uh, sort of interactions and and uh, and ways of communication. So the expectation is has has. For, for some time started to lean in the direction of, of the authorities and regulators saying, well, we have a right to the information that's on that device because you've used it for, for work purposes or you've used it as a as a, a tool to engage in these types of activities. And, and as such, uh, they become part of the, the purview of our investigation. I think what we're seeing now with the remote world and, and people working at home will be an extension of that same view. Uh, you know, the reality is, is that we may have personal computers that we log into very quickly for work. Uh, we may have iPads and, and different devices that we're uh, sort of engaging perhaps in a WhatsApp room or, or in some way with, with, with people at work or, or colleagues at, at, at competitor establishments. Um, Teams, Zoom, all these various ways of communication that have become part of our new normal 
uh, are are going to be within the the scope of of many an investigation. So so I think um, I, yeah, it's 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 all going to be part of those sorts of discussions. And when we're talking about information governance in a post-COVID world, I think that's really what we're we're actually saying. We have to consider all of these other environments that. We may have been able to separate at one point, but but those worlds are colliding. Yeah, interesting. Well, I'm going to give you guys two bits of homework for our, uh, before our next transatlantic uh, tea time. The first is, um, I think Tim, you're going to be participating in the first conference, so sharing the top three takeaways. That, that you came away with. And and I used number three. I had a, C, a CEO I used to work with. Uh, he believed in the number or power of three. So if you went on a meeting, you should really have no more than three agenda items. You're going to have a slide. Yeah. Try not to have anything more than three bullet points. Um, so three top takeaways. And um, Dan, for you, I know you're a huge skateboarder and you're a big fan of the Ollie. So I think that you need to work on your Ollie skills. Maybe you can uh, demonstrate some of those for us as well. So I, I, I went on a bike ride with my uh, daughters. Well, almost all of it, we're, we're always going out on these bike rides. And uh, I decided to show off to my seven-year-old and, and see if I could still pull off a, a wheelie and, and try and sort of do a wheelie down the road a little bit. Uh, of course, I'm 47 year, years old and should be do, doing nothing of the sort. Uh, and proceeded to essentially land the bike and then go over the bars and land straight on my, basically on my face, uh, to which my seven-year-old just started bawling, crying because she thought I killed myself. So uh, I'm pretty sure that the ollies are, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the ollies might not happen, but I'll, I'll do my best. The, the only upsetting thing about that story is that it is an onto. That would have yeah. been classic. That would have been classic. Well, gents, uh, I appreciate you taking the time this afternoon for you, this morning for me, for us to uh, have another one of our transatlantic tea times. Uh, for those of you who enjoyed today's conversation, please go to YouTube under the IDS Talks channel and subscribe or go to your favorite location for podcasts and subscribe to our IDS Talks uh, podcast, uh, where we not only get to talk to these two folks, but uh, we talk to a lot of other interesting people. So again, guys, uh, enjoy that great weather. Uh, I'm kind of jealous, uh, but seeing how it's like one of four days where it's not raining over there, I figure you deserve it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Oh, I wore this, this, is, I wore this, this today. Our, I wore this today for you, guys. Ah. This is our summer. Very nice. Glad glad to see you both are wearing some of our uh, our IDS. That's right. The, Rep the, representing. The puck is, the puck, you're right. The puck is everywhere. All right, it guys. Is. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.